You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employer's respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also make you feel totally in control? Enter Conair Girlbomb. They're like your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for us. From the ultimate girl bomb grip to the professional grade blades, say goodbye to settling for less. With Conair Girl Bomb, you get the precision and power that used to only be exclusive to men's tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb, available at Walgreens. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. gonna tell you why because Alyssa Rosenheck is joining me again she's been on my podcast this will not be your third time to come on my podcast so y'all know if I'm bringing someone back to the for the third time then they this is like the sauce right here the charm. <laughs> no actually, the past two have been great you did one with Sarah Davidson and that was so fun. If y'all want like a super soulful, just, we talked about friendship. I can't remember what we talked about, but it was a great How one. How was that? That was what, two years ago? Three years ago? I'm going to say three. Power of like positivity, manifesting your dreams, just with like girlfriends. It's great. What I love about Alyssa, and then I did one solo with Alyssa recently because she released her new incredible coffee table book that is so much more than a coffee table book. It is called The New Southern. And Alyssa is truly one of the most spectacular photographers out there. Photographers, photographers. I don't even say this right. Photographers. It's right today. We're good. We're also, this is 8.15 at night. We're having wine because we went on a big, long walk today. And we're like, we're podcasting tonight and having wine. Um, but Alyssa is one of the most fantastic photographers ever. And you put a book together. And your book is not just about beautiful pictures and like, it's like a, all different types of homes and people's personalities and soul reflected through their homes. And then you interview these people and tell their story. And there's a lot of celebrities. There's a lot of awesome people. It is so captivating. And that has been your baby. And we're going to talk about what it takes to write a book and what it's taken out of you and what it's given you because it was like birthing a child. It was really. like a child. And should we also say that we went for a walk today? Yeah, I think I threw that in quickly, but it might have lost my little... 
It's been a full day of just really good connected conversation. And I think that's so important for us all to, to really hold tight the women we have in our life and just check in and see how we can continue to show up. So I feel like we are really lucky because you and I fell and you, we fell into this friendship a few years ago mm -hmm. when we, of just like great women. We were like at an event with like great women and there's really great women in Nashville, but we hit it off. And now that I'm like nearing 40 and I've been here for so long, I just like look back on the friendships I've been able to make and one with you. And I'm like, I didn't even know how spectacular that was at the time, you know? So the women that you've kept in your life, what's the common denominator? That's a great question. <laughs> Thanks mama. <laughs> I think about this. I really meditate on this. You go first. I like women who are honest and aren't afraid to share blind spots in my own life. And we do it for one another and we hold space and we show up in a very um, non-judgmental but safe way for one another. I echo that completely, and I think what is really the key factor for that in attracting these type of women, because <clears throat> I feel like I look for the same thing in friendships, is I'm a, like I consider myself sometimes like a total hot mess all over the place. I of course, I've struggled with insecurities and all sorts of stuff, but at my core, I've continued to work on myself and become a better person and to grow and to like you said, work on blind spots, listen to listen to what people I hold dear tell me in love that I can improve myself in. And I think the women that we have that you have and I have are confident in themselves, you know, and they, they, they're not pining away for your life. They're not trying to tear you down. All of these women are on their own path and they are committed to their path, whether that just be being a great mom, being a great wife, or if it's just being someone who's a kick-ass creative or career person who's putting their soul into it or loves their dogs or, I mean, whatever, just gets hooked on something that's passionate. So important. I, I think it's so important for everybody to have their own lane and their mm -hmm. confidence around everybody's individual life. Um, and I will say this, like my circle's small and you're definitely part of it. But then I also have people who are not even in the industry that are near and dear. One's in Chicago, one's here and has been, you've met Allison, who's been my 20 year, 20 year friendship, my longest relationship, you know, and, and Jules and like, they're just, it's just tight and we're there for one another and we support and we champion and we check in. Like even before this call, Jules texted me and she's like, pulse check. Are you okay? You're in my heart. And I'm like, I love you. <laughs> You're kicking ass. Like, you know, and we just are there. We're, we're family. You and I were talking today on our walk, and I thought this was such a good point. Just women have been portrayed as catty and competitive and that there's not enough room for everyone. Mm -hmm. But and I understand that because I have felt that before in my life and I have felt like I needed to fight to matter or to like have a voice or to be seen or that there wasn't enough room for me and someone else or I wasn't good enough and all that. But I have really come to know that when you authentically start checking in with yourself mm -hmm. and know what you love and 
are pursuing what you feel like you came here to do, you can be such a better friend because you know you're not competing with anyone. No. You can't compete with someone else's purpose, you know? No, I think you do such a good job championing and really not only providing a platform, but also being an example of that healthy message of women supporting one another. And I'm not saying that women, I mean, we're, we're not perfect. I have stories, you have stories, we all have stories of women getting in each other's way. And that's not, that's not always great. But I think if we look at those in our lives as teachers, really, and if you have conflict with somebody, it's, not, it's normally not about that person. It's what it's triggering in you that still needs to be healed, in yeah. my opinion. And then you keep, you hold on dear and you love and you nourish and you pour into the women who, who really support you and make you feel like safe and at home and, you know, support it. You nourish those that are giving you energy and giving you life and you release the rest and then you work on your own triggers and stay out of other women's, you know, you, you, you either champion another woman, but you never like prevent her opportunity or, you know, you're either, there's room enough for us all. I mean, yeah. I, and, I, and the only way that I really feel like women in particular are going to know that is true, that there is room enough for us all is when we all as an individual woman commit to loving ourselves. And you're so good about this, about even today I was watching your Insta stories before I did this. And there was like this car wash scene or something like there's like all these bubbles and this windshield and this car wash with all this like very calming music behind it. And you're like, unclench your jaw. Relax your shoulders. Take a deep breath. Drop all of the weight that you've been carrying. This is your check-in or something. And I'm like, Alyssa is like putting out great stuff. But it's just like when you figure out what you love and what yeah. you're passionate about, that's really the the way that you can become a great friend is because being honest you, about your needs. Be honest about what you need and then being able to help others because you're not competing. Like you came over today after our walk and Michael, my husband is everyone who follows my stories knows that he's like super into cooking and he's so good at it. And he's like really good at it and loves it. And people keep saying, write a cookbook, write a cookbook. And he's like, and he's actually starting to think maybe I'll write a freaking cookbook, you know, because <laughs> he like actually has a lot of recipes and a lot of ideas. And Alyssa came over because she's obviously written this incredible book, the new Southern. And she just starts like helping him like clean up his thought process about it and like organize it and like brainstorm and you're offering all this great advice and you're telling him how it goes and you're like, giving him everything you know. And I'm like, after we awesome. it's going to be good. This book is going to be good. But I was like, that's awesome that you would come over here and share your knowledge that you've gone through so much to learn and you've gone through a lot of heartache to learn, you know, and you've worked your ass off to get all this knowledge about writing an incredible book. And you're just like willing to share with someone else. And I'm like, that is a confident woman right there. I was thinking that in the kitchen today. Oh, well, you are amazing. You both are just, you guys give so much. And I don't know. I just feel like we're all resources for one another. And if we switch that line of thinking instead of having it be about us all the time and really start serving the people around us and how we can be resourceful and sharing. I think that's what life's about. I mean, life is hard, you know, like it just can throw you the middle finger every single day sometimes. And the thing that makes it, you know, full and nourishing are the people that we have around us. And, you know, I just also knew 
writing a book, it's such a secret society of a world. There's no blueprint that you can Google. There's no like, here are the steps that you need to take. And it's really kind of figure it out on your own or talk to people who've done it. And, you know, my book came to fruition because I had incredible people in my life helping shepherd me to my end point. And um, if I can be that for somebody, I will always say yes. So what motivates you? What are you going for? Like, what is your goal? Yeah. Uh, it changes. Like, doesn't it change for you? Mm -hmm. um, right now, you know, if you asked me before the book came out, it's very different. Um, right now, in my living room, on our couch, it's just centeredness. It's going inside, taking time to really find and be in alignment with the vision I have for my life and finding peace, creating peace. I think that when you are intentionally creating the peace in your life, you find it. And I'm really into that right now. And yeah. so, what about you? We were talking about that and you said that you're like, I just, I think I, I mean, I'm like, I think this is why we're such good friends is because I, I am with you and what you're saying. I am really just trying to enjoy my life right where I am yeah. and not like, yes, I have goals and yes, there's stuff that I want to accomplish. There's ways I want to contribute and help the world. And yeah. I want to, I want to be a contributing force into the world. That's positive in so many ways, but I also, you are. But, you know, you can put a lot of pressure on yourself that you're not doing enough or you need to do more or that whatever. And we talked about a couple things I want to talk about. Bandwidth for one of them. You brought this up, bandwidth. And peace, like you just said. And I – We were talking about because somebody was like, you need a podcast, Alyssa. You need a podcast. And but I agree. You would have a great podcast. But, well, thank you. And it's something that I've definitely considered. But I – literally in this open field with Shugs running around. I was like, I just don't have the bandwidth, nor do I want to create the bandwidth. And I feel like get that. I'm so sick of the society of having to do, 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 and I'm not going to sugarcoat it. When you have a dream, it takes a lot of hard work and nothing's going to be given to you. Right. And like, you have to, you have to plan for it. You have to work your plan. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to have to quickly pivot. And you're going to put in that, those blood, sweat, and tears to try to have lift off in some capacity. And you don't even know if it's going to lift off after all of that, which is it's so defeating sometimes. Yeah. And, you know, and there's been failures to launch, you know, a lot. But oh, yeah, for me everywhere. Yeah. But I think it's um, evaluating your bandwidth, but also carving in like that time. I don't know. I just feel like people need to to be quiet and still and sit with their feelings and thoughts. And that stillness and that peace is what's going to help give you clarity on your next thing. And I think you and I are both very much in alignment here too, because I think we're like nourished and fulfilled and like, we don't need much more. And so anything else that's coming to the table it has to feel really good in my gut, you know, mm -hmm. my, I have to like be very intuitively into it or else I just want to spend time with like my husband or puppy work on my own private creative projects or like go for walks in the afternoon at one if we can, you know? Yes. Well, and that's how I want to, what you're saying. I love, um, the bandwidth thing. I think that's such a great way of putting it because 
I know so many people, so do you, so so does everyone listening to this podcast. You may be this person listening to this podcast. Who is that person who literally can have like 25 major plates in the air at all time and thrive and still wake up at five in the morning, have a great workout, you know, have perfect organized food and perfectly cooked meals for your children and you curl your hair and you put on makeup and you go to work and you crush it and you're like a perfect wife and a, I mean, but you know what? No one is, but people can put that persona on. And some people thrive doing a lot of things. I have. When did you shift this mentality? I mean, COVID has been a big wake up call for me. I think I've always felt like I wanted to be known and seen and a part of the community. And I wanted to be a creative in this national community. And there was a season of my life before COVID hit that I was, I have a ton of energy to go, go, go. I'm naturally a people pleaser, which I'm not so much anymore. And I just, anything I got invited to, I went to. Anyone, anywhere I could go to just meet people that were doing exciting things, I went to because I just wanted to like be in that energy. I wanted to be in the creative space of people who were making things happen because I wanted to do that. And I want to do that still. And so I wanted to be around those people doing it. And I had the energy to go out there. And then I think once I got my grounding about what I'm actually good at and I had enough experience and career experiences and highs and lows and successes and failures and, you know, met a lot of friends who are super famous and then a lot of friends who aren't and like started realizing that everyone's a person and there's no magic wand to give you this great life and you've got to build it. And happiness, by the way. You said what? And fame doesn't give you happiness, by the way. I think you can be happy with fame if you're content. Yeah. But like if you're looking for fame to make you content or to give you the life that you think you, that would answer all your prayers, it will not. If you're already at peace, I think fame can be an added thing that could be enjoyed, you know? Do you feel that way? Yeah, I do. But I also think that it's this wanting more mentality Mm. empty well of nothingness (laughs) (laughs) you know that's like a hole that you will never come out of (laughs) because once you get the thing that you thought you needed you need something else immediately yeah we talked about that too on our walk well and i think people are so afraid to be still and to be alone with their thoughts and to feel like they're not doing something, even if what they're doing is not productive, as long as people are doing something and busy, then I think people feel good about themselves because it's scary to have time. And I also want to say, Alyssa, we were talking about this. You and your husband, you and your husband are such a power couple. You are this incredible top of your game photographer. Your husband is a doctor. And it sounds like you have this like super cush, easy life, but you worked your ass off and came from a lot of hard knocks to get here. Yeah. And you know, I'll preface this by saying I'm really grateful and I have had opportunities that I, you know, wouldn't normally have had if like my mother, I think was probably not super in tune with and having some foresight, but you know, it was hard. I grew up divorced parents, really chaotic, um, substance abuse issues, emotional abuse, physical abuse, And, um, not to me, but in front of me and, you know, there's trauma. I feel like my childhood was filled with trauma and then like some religious like stuff and political stuff that we see and anti-Semitism. Like we had people breaking into our backyard and like curbing swaths, like bad stuff, like not good. And I, 
I say that because I think looking outside in, you're like, oh, you know, everything's just perfect. And it's not. We work really hard to create, you know, to create a future for ourselves that him and I did not have. And he grew up in a very different setting. And I'll definitely let him tell, you know, I don't like telling other people's story. He's very proud. Worked his tail off. Yeah, worked his tail off. Um, we, we still pay off, you know, student loans. He, he got scholarship money for medical school. And I helped financially, you know, helped cushion that when I was in the corporate world. But I made a lot of sacrifices. Um, I got a college scholarship. I played tennis which my mother was, you know, I attribute that to her, but I wouldn't have been able to go to college if I didn't have that scholarship money. I couldn't afford it. She couldn't afford it. She was a single mom. And, you know, I feel like my parents' divorce was interesting. It took around eight years to finalize. And then she was left with a lot of debt. And, um, that was just a financially hard thing to, to see and to witness. And I have so much appreciation for single moms out there. Um, and I also have so much appreciation for what it takes to earn a dollar. And, you know, this house, um, was an investment of 10 plus years in the corporate world for me. And it didn't look like this when we moved in it. I took a long time to furnish it and to save and to, you know, really plan. Um, and I'm, I'm fortunate, trust me, like being born in this, this country, yes, having privilege and looking the way I look, yes, but also I know discrimination, I know hate, I know what it's like to have my mother hovered over me when we were at the Jewish community center, you know, swimming. And there was a sniper across the street at the roof of a hotel top threatening to shoot us because simply for what we believed. And I just, I'm so I'm kind of at that point though, where I'm so sick of seeing the things that divide us. And I just want to get back to the place where we humanize our differences and come together. We need that. We need that collective healing. And, um, and I think that's one of your gifts is like really bringing people together and you're so authentically real and honest that you make a safe place for people to be that way as well, which is awesome. Hope so. I think it's an, I think it's important for anybody watching or listening, you know, to really understand that when you want to start sharing your message, I think it's important to capture the spirit, the truth and the spirit of your own voice. But I also think it's important to capture the truth and the spirit of your friends. And some of your friends have varying backgrounds and differences in heritage and, uh, richness and ancestry. And I think it's really important to, to really find connecting points in our truths and come together while still, you know, honoring our differences instead of dividing because of our differences. Totally. (laughs) You know, I mean, it's, this has been a hard year. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It was, it was a really rough year. I'm, we're very fortunate. You know, Ben works really hard and he brings a different, different perspective to the table because, you know, he, he works with cancer patients and that, that's life and death, death stuff. And like, he has to deliver that news, you know, weekly. And, you know, that takes a certain level of compassion and perspective to understand what's important and what's not important. And I've gotten to the point currently, and this may change, but where I am right now is 
you know, I'm not going to justify my humanity to other people who don't know me. Number one, number one, I will continue to share my story and my truth and hopefully be a resource for somebody else. And, you know, it was just a tough year and I have never seen so much division before in my entire life. And, um, you know, we can, I don't know how much you want to go into it, but well, no, <laughs> I, think, I think there's so there, I think thing for me, it's like, I feel like it always gets worse before it gets better. Yeah. And I feel like right now what happened is everything hit the fan. Like in every aspect of life, it hit the fan. And maybe that was just because things needed to be looked at, you know, in a lot of areas. There were, there are definite cracks in this country. Well, Matthew McConaughey said this, and I loved this. And my mom actually told me this too. She's like, if you compare the United States to any other country, we are teenagers. Like where we are on the spectrum of life, we're teenagers. So like, think about a teenager. Teenagers make tons of irrational, quick, dumb mis mistakes. They don't think things through. It's all for like a vision that's like, actually not what you want you know but it's a, with good intentions but it's just like you're a teenager so we haven't like evolved into a country that's been around for like as as long as most countries have you know so we're just going through growing pains and I mean I just think that's gonna continue to happen but I think you like just saying I'm just gonna be me and I'm just gonna s s share my story and that's what I want and like have calmness and peace and add add love where my story leads me to like, what more can you do? I've seen a lot and I just, let's see, I'm trying to think how I can say this, but before 2020 happened and before everything and just the gravity of it all, um, I started writing my book about four years ago and really it's, it's a cultural movement. It's to, it's, it's inclusive and it's diverse. And it was really important to me because as a, as a Jew in the South, that's always going to be important to me. And although I'm not a practicing Jew, I'm not Jewish. I'm just, you know, it's in my DNA. And I just, I really think it's important to always educate ourselves and do our own due diligence and have critical thinking around how we can serve marginalized communities, period, and how we can continue to come together and bridge that gap. So that was four years ago and I received, you know, a lot of pushback from certain marginalized communities because they put me in a box. They looked at me They're I'm too blonde. I have too, uh, my eyes are too blue. I'm too privileged in this capacity. And I then went outside myself and I was like, okay, I'm going to continue to do outreach with and fund, you know, invest in a group with, diversity to continue to help me do my outreach so we can start speaking the same language and I can really communicate the ethos and the, the palpable humanity in this project that hopefully touches women's lives. And then there was some momentum, but then everything happened and I was silenced because of the way I looked and I didn't fit that narrative. And I get that. Sometimes it's, it's time to like sit back and let things happen and unfold and listen and learn. But at the same time, I am in this weird limbo where I know what it's like to have the KKK break into my backyard, you know, and I know those things. And I also know that 
going back into our tribes isn't always necessarily the answer. It's coming out of our shell and working with people who have different backgrounds than us, don't look like us, and seeing how we can move forward in a healthy, constructive way where we're building things and not tearing them down. Well, and I think that's just such a worthy cause to bring us all together, like you said. And, you know, it's, I just, I think it's, it's never when, when you are trying to do something that is like hard and you really, your heart really, really, really wants to unite. Like your heart really wants to bring people together. You really it's about creativity and I feel like we're all, we're all creative. I it's probably really frustrating to you when you're like, my intentions are like, I just want everyone to come together. And like, I don't want to like make it about anything other than it's all just like noticing what we all have in common. That's your goal is to show us that we all are the same. I, I definitely think that we have, we have common, we have common denominators and he, it's just, I don't, I don't know the solution. It's, it's such a complex, everything's so complex and I give it that. I don't want to oversimplify or, you know, oversimplify some, some comment that it, it doesn't do it justice. It's, it's so big and it is complex. Um, all I know is I am a creative human being and I pursue it every day and I show up for it every day and I feel like creativity it tells us the truth about ourselves it tells us the truth about the world and it connects us to our community and that's what I want to focus on and that's all that's that's what I'm intentionally and will do every single day and it's and creativity is an incredible companion to self-care and I feel like right now just lifestyle wise you know, what are you craving? Like, I think we're all craving some, some peace and some stillness and, you know, some, some self-care and community care. Hey, Doug Gottlieb here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making the now perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck, like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines the raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. With the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower further than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. With new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. When you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota Dependability meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out the amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Are you ready to share some joy and celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's has partnered with iHeart for Women Take the Mic, treating you to the most uplifting and empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&Ms, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So grab a handful of that creamy deliciousness. 
kick back and spread some positivity into the world. From smashing glass ceilings to breaking records in sports, on stages, and at the box office, women are crushing it in every way imaginable. And with peanut butter M&Ms by your side, relax and keep listening to Women Take the Mic podcasts as you dance your way through inspiring stories, share laughs, and savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&Ms and the unstoppable force of women. Happy International Women's Day. If you're ready for an epic family vacation, there's no better place than sunny Orlando. Exciting thrills, never-ending food festivals, fresh new dining experiences, outdoor adventures, and Florida's natural springs, and so much more. Orlando has it all. And Visit Orlando's vacation planners can help you plan the perfect trip. In Orlando, anything is possible, if you can imagine it. And that's what makes Orlando unbelievably real. Plan your escape today and save at visitorlando.com. So you said you show up for creativity every day. First off, I don't think a lot of people know how to do that or even what create. What does creativity even sound like when it's knocking at your door? You know, like how do you know how to show up for creativity and how do you show up for it? And how does someone who has never shown up for creativity but feels like it's like screaming at them on the inside, like, let me out of here, I need to fly. I'm, you know, because like you said, I probably interrupted you because I'm, very passionate talking to you, Alyssa, because you're so amazing. <clears throat> I was like, yes, 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 and then this, and then that. Um, I think every, like but you were saying, everyone has creativity in them, and everyone has, it's just not a lot of, a lot of people don't know how to make the space for it, like you were saying. So how do you know when creativity is knocking? How do you answer that? And like you, many people, you are, like we've talked about before, self-made, you are in corporate, you climb the ladder, you kicked but, and then you took a risk and said, bye corporate world with my nice paycheck. I'm going to go into this creative world where there's no women photographers. I am like totally going an uphill battle and you just like dove into it because it was your passion. It's not like you were like even calculated about it. Like some people are so calculated with their career moves in the creative world. You're like, no, I'm just going to do this. And you did it. So it's like, that's insanity. Most people don't know how to do that. How do you understand all this when it comes to creativity Creativity speaking to you? I feel like if I didn't go through cancer, I would have never found that creativity. Good point. And you went through cancer. Quick, touch on that when you feel like it. Um, but I want to talk about, like, you don't need cancer <laughs> to find your creativity, number one. Um, but cancer for me was, I mean, we've talked about this a lot, but you know, it, it introduced me to stillness. It didn't introduce me to creativity. And I feel like before you could even understand your creative gifts, you have to be still long enough to receive them. And most people don't know how to do that. And a lot of people, you touched upon it a few minutes ago, but a lot of people don't even slow down enough to sit with their thoughts. And sometimes that's a scary thing. And if I'm avoiding my thoughts, I probably need to talk to my therapist, right? You know, like we probably need to create that space and show up for ourselves in that capacity. But it's, it's number one, you have to be, you have to be still enough to really filter through the noise, the chaos of the day, the kiddos, the obligations, the responsibilities, the dinners, the planning, the vacations, the school, all of that. You got to like really compartmentalize and then ask yourself, touch in with yourself. 
what am I liking right now? Um, what am I needing right now? What am I needing to give to myself right now? What's interesting to me? I really like energy as my barometer in terms of what's lighting me up. So in terms of like, we can very quickly say what's, what's draining us. Like what is it, what in our life right now is draining us? Write it down. What in our life? Be like, Oh, this is, this is, this is, this. What in our life right now is. What if it's your husband and your kids? What do you do about that? <laughs> Cause you can't get rid of them. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I said compartmentalize. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. The porch with your glass of wine, <laughs> go for a walk, compartmentalize the everyday responsibilities and check in with yourself. I feel like, you know, you're, you're busy with work. You're busy with sunny, you know, you're full with Michael. Like you're, you have all of these things going on podcast, all of this stuff. And I feel like you have to be still to give yourself room to grow in new creative directions. And the only way you can do that is if you are literally pausing whether it's in the tub, going for walks with friends, or just yourself, or meditating, whatever it is, it doesn't. You have to stop your your train track brain from rolling. You have to you have to take your train off the track and take a pause. You've got to get off of your hamster wheel. Yeah. How does cancer teach you to get off of it? Because that's a big awakening. Yeah, it fucking put me in the corner of my room, <laughs> crying in fetal position. You know, what is it like when you feel like you could really die? I mean, I know any of us can die at any time, but when you're staring something in the face like that, that's a big feeling. So it didn't hit me and it makes me emotional every time. So I will cry. But when I heard that I had thyroid cancer, I was like, fine, calm and cold, moving right through it. Still a little uncomfortable, but that was my coping mechanism. And that is not healthy. I was not healthy, by the way. I was just like, moving. And you also have to understand this was a time and season in my life where I was still in that corporate mentality. Um, I was still very like operational based, you know, very structured, not really in tune with my feelings, my femininity, my gifts, my creativity, who I was as a human being. I was kind of lost in full capacity. Um, then can't, then I was diagnosed with cancer and I was like, okay, you know, and there was this change and I just, do you ever, do you ever have those moments where something really big impacts you, but yet you can't like hear the things around you and everything kind of blurs. And I just feel like that's what happened. I felt like I was in the eye of the storm and nothing mattered and everything went really silent and still. And I really had to take an honest look at my life and how miserable I was. You were miserable, but you probably didn't think you were miserable, did you? You probably thought you were crushing. No, I mean, when in the type of corporate world I was in, I had to really conceal parts of myself. I didn't feel like I could show up fully as me. And, you know, I was, there was a, it was a really competitive environment. And I feel like it, um, I'm grateful, grateful. It gave me incredible business experience but it was hard and it was tough. And, you know, I was, I was harsh. I wasn't soft and thyroid cancer. It's a very survivable cancer to have. I remember sitting right in front of me. Um, ben and I were looking at 
scans because he's, you know, he has access to that information. We had thought it had spread to my lungs. And that's when he, he held me and I just broke down because when it does spread to your lungs, it's um, terminal. And I just saw like not being able to have children. I hope he was going to find somebody to love him, you know, like not, you know, being here and the management of how can I wrap up my life gracefully so people can move on. Wow. <laughs> and so that's what broke me open to build a life that was um, more fulfilling and of service and of meaning and purpose for myself and, you know, hopefully the people around us. Wow. I mean, you can never go back to the other perspective once you've had that perspective. No. And you already know how much life means to you. You've already like felt, felt how much it means to you. It's a gift. And I'm not per. I mean, trust me, I'm not perfect. I have days. We have a water leak. Like I've had meltdowns this month, you know, well, you have, like, granted you had to completely move out of your entire house. <laughs> done. I mean, you've had like a full renovation of your house and you were not prepared for this. Not prepared, not wanting it, not prepared. Um, but thank goodness for insurance, invest in homeowners insurance, please, you know, but it, it, you have to go back to basics. Like if I find myself um, getting snippy, losing my patience, uh, yelling, you know, these things of not having, you know, not being kind. I'm like, stop it. Put, I put myself in timeout. I go back to basics. <laughs> put myself in timeout. I do that with Sunny. I'm like, Sunny, do you need to cool down? Do you need to, Sunny, yeah. to have a cool down? <laughs> I mean, I need to get myself to cool down. Caroline, you need to cool down. You need to go sit yourself in your bed and you need to have a cool down. Yeah. Um, but to bring it like full circle back to your question, that's what broke me open. And that's what created my own stillness. And I'm really intentional about showing up for my stillness because when you do, it speaks to you and it speaks to you in a really powerful direction. And sometimes it's scary, but it will bring up fear for sure that is healthy. And that is the direction that you need to be moving into period. So what happens when all this fear comes up? Because I, I don't know if I was talking to you or someone else, but it's like someone who was, I don't think it was you. Someone like you though, who's like super successful and amazing and smart and soulful and like taking big lit leaps and all of that. But like every now and then you're like, what am I doing? Like, I'm such an idiot. Like, this is so stupid. Like, this is my inner warfare. Like, you're so, you're so dumb, Caroline. Like, this is like a you're not even qualified. You don't even know what you're talking about. You can't even get your life organized. Like you're not even like you're a hot mess. Like now that you've had sunny, you're all over the place. Your brain does not work anymore in organizational skills. And like, what on earth am I doing thinking that I actually should be doing anything? You know, there's so many people who are hotter, better, smarter, more talented, more, all the things. And, uh, but so like you can like really spiral on the surface level fears that feel huge, you know? Yeah. How do you like work through those when you don't know how to work through those and you feel like that's the truth telling you that you're like totally not capable for this and you well, believe let's, it. Let's talk about, not to turn it back on you, but let's talk about those thoughts. We all have those thoughts. Those are normal thoughts. Sometimes we talk to us, we talk to ourselves very harshly, very critically. And these are words that we wouldn't tell the women that we love in our life. Right. Right. I think you have the stillness, right? You are going through that, that, phase 
and then all this fear comes up and then you have the self doubt. I think self talk is really important. So instead of like, you're not this, this, and this, I want you to say, I'm Caroline. I am a badass. I am an incredible mother. I am keeping a little human alive. I'm a very compassionate and empathetic partner, wife, friend. I provide beautiful platforms for women to share their truth, their story. I create ripple effects in this world that inspire others to live in their truth and their inspiration and take those leaps of faith. And I am capable. I think the biggest thing that you can tell yourself every day is I love you and I am capable and I am courageous. And if you give yourself that space, you can move through the fear and let that fear transition it from being something that stops you in your tracks and use it as a tool and a directive in terms of which direction to move into. <laughs> I get fear. I'm still, I get, I'm afraid. I, there are things that pop up and I'm like, Oh, I don't know if I'm good enough for to that, to do that. You know, I just, there's this, big project that just came out and I was, and when it first was presented to me, I was like, Ooh, I don't know if I'm capable. And then I'm like, stop it. You're capable. Look at all the, you kicked cancer's ass. You're capable. <laughs> like you birthed a human out of your vagina. You are capable. <laughs> like, yeah, I know. Well, and that's another thing. I just want us right now, everyone listening is you and me too, Alyssa. Let's just, like you said, stop it. Alyssa, I'm putting your time up. Let's just stop it. Stop it. Stop it, everyone. Stop thinking you're not enough. Stop thinking that when you get to this next point, then you'll have the life you want. Stop thinking that that woman has that life that if you could only have, then you would be happy. Stop it. Like, stop thinking that you're not pretty enough, that you're, you're not skinny enough, that you're not fashionable enough, that you're not anything enough. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Yeah. And I will say this too. Normally, the goals, the big goal, that end point, you think is going to bring you all this happiness. The book. Yeah. Oh, yes, because you thought this book that you wrote for four years would be the answer to your life. No. no. I mean, honestly, what brought me the fulfillment was the process, the making of it, the writing of it, the photographing of it, the sitting in homes of others over tea and having incredible conversations and weeping. That was the gift. And so I want to bring us back to like the process of it. It's never really going to be the end result that brings you joy. It's really the inner workings of that fabric that put it together. And that's why Aerosmith is saying, Life's a journey, <laughs> not a destination. <laughs> you sing to me. You sing amazing voice to me. You have a beautiful voice. I don't think, I mean, you need to sing more, please. I get bashful. I will sing the best that I can to Sunny all the time. I give her my full voice. You know why? Because okay. I know she's not judging me. Like, that's, that's like, because I know she doesn't have judgment for me, I give her my best. <laughs> but I will say this. I, I was doing something somewhere, and I was listening to stories, and it was kind of like going, and you came on, and you were in the stairwell. You guys were on big, no, you guys were. Oh, in, in our Airbnb. Your Airbnb. And it stopped me in my tracks. And I was like, oh, Caroline, I need more of that voice. Like, you were just letting it rip. I have a really hard time with that. Like, I, that's why like, I can't believe I actually put that up on Instagram because I have a very hard time with, like, letting my voice. I was willing to pay a ticket to see more. Like, <laughs> I was like, fucking stop the show. I need more. 
<laughs> oh, I appreciate that. And I want to sing more just because I actually enjoy singing. But I'm so hard on myself that I'm not like a really a good singer. Like I feel like I'm not as good as other people. I'm like, why would you even sing? Like you're not even a good singer. You're a good singer. Like I, I thought you were good to say. But I'm like, why would I make people stop in their tracks and have to listen to me sing when I'm really not even worth the time? Like when someone else would have been so much better, you know? And then I won't give it my all, and then I'll kind of like skate, and then I just get my I'm a head case. Just say I'm a good singer. I feel like I'm a fine singer. I don't feel like I'm anything special, but I feel like I enjoy singing. So I should sing when I feel like I want to sing, you know? I think you should sing on stories tomorrow. She says I need to see Amazing Grace. Um, I'm super awkward and embarrassed about it, but I'm trying to overcome this. So here I go. Here you go. Okay. Maybe I won't. Maybe I won't. We'll see. Hey, y'all need to tune in. Okay. So what... What are you craving more of right now? What's nourishing you? Contentment. I'm craving more contentment. How can you adjust your life to bring in more, more contentment? Being more content and full. I think I am starting to realize that I'm not in scarcity. I always feel like I'm not, like I'm not good enough. Like I was saying, even with singing and all that stuff that like, why am I even trying? You're not good enough. You got to work harder and push harder and get on your hamster wheel faster to make sure you can stay in the game because you're really not good enough. And so I think I'm starting to realize I'm good enough, if that makes sense. And I'm building a life I really love. Like, I really love my life, like my home life. I love my home life. I love how intentional you both are at building this cocoon of, like, safety and love. Yes, I love yeah. my home life. How have you done that? What have you been most intentional about? I mean, you know, I, I feel like it's been an honor to see you grow as a mother. and. Aww. Yeah, and so I'm just curious in terms of what you've done, the steps you've taken. Well, I've trusted my gut, and that's why I think that I need to just realize that my gut knows the way, and I'm not an idiot, and I'm going to work hard, and I have a talent now that I know how to use. I need to keep working on it and honing it in and getting better with it, but like, I just knew that I knew that I wanted a child desperately, and a child would come in my life one way or another. And once that hit, I knew that I wanted calmness and stillness, and then I wanted to live somewhere where there was so much joy, just like where we'd lived. Like, that there were just, like, kids running around, and that it was quiet, and that, like, it just was like you could feel the fresh air. And, you know, I just wanted – I really wanted Sunny to be in a neighborhood – where there were kids that she could grow up playing with because she yeah. may be a sibling, she may be an only child. I want to have just life that's calm and awesome around her and me and Michael. You guys have created that. And I'm, I can say this because just walking through the neighborhood with you, everyone's like, hi, Caroline. Hi, Caroline. Hi, hey guys, barbecue next. Like, it's that type of like amazing, kind, lovely neighborhood where you like your neighbors. Uh, we had our neighbors over for dinner tonight. The girls came over like 
the neighbors have two young girls who play with Sunny every day, and like they got in the baby pool. We have a little blow up bounce house. I got in the bounce house. We had chicken nuggets. Michael grilled ribs. Like we're, I'm like, this is great. This is awesome. How so are you, how are you balancing? Because I know that there's a lot of working moms that listen to this. How are you balancing work life and mom life? I think we were talking about seasons today with Michael and like, you know, like cooking and things. Um, I think there's seasons with, with career and motherhood and like you have to just be okay with the season that you're in. And I think it's different for everyone. Like I know some new moms who have continued to like not only work their asses off, but like crush and like advance their career and like, just stay on it hardcore and they navigate it and handle it all really well for me and my personality type I'm a four on the Enneagram I'm super emotional I, I was I struggled to get pregnant with Sunny and anyone who's listened knows like I had like a miscarriage and a chemical pregnancy and like I was really devastated like I thought for a while like I wouldn't be able to do it and I wanted it so badly and like that feeling is just absolutely heartbreaking when you feel like it's not gonna happen and so I think when Sunny got here, like I, I had my podcast going and I was hosting and I, 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 I love all of that so much that I was able to keep it moving, but I didn't worry about advancing for a while. Yeah. Like I just kind of stayed doing what I was doing and I worked it into my schedule around Sunny instead of working Sunny into my work schedule. I, I had the ability to like keep my podcast moving, give great content and like do a good job. But I didn't worry about progressing a lot in those, in these first two years, because I just wanted to be with Sunny in this time. Cause like soon she's going to, she's going to school this fall and then she's going to, she's already starting to talk a ton. She's getting friends. Like she has like big opinions and ideas and like, it's not that long that you get all, all of it, you know? And I wanted all of it. I wanted all of it and I had the ability to have the chance to have all of it and so that's how I've navigated and I've been super emotional and you know all that but like I'm fine with all that because this is how I wanted it I really wanted it to be this way as a mom and so like I loved my career you poured so much into it and I feel like you are it's interesting because I feel like you are at this place of just being happy and content with where you are. And I feel like that makes you the honeypot. So like all of these incredible things are coming to you because you're like the honeypot, you know? Saying, I don't feel that way. I feel like totally not the honeypot. You. you are the honeypot. I feel like a sap tree that like everyone thinks is cool. They pick it up and their hands are sticky. <laughs> <laughs> you're not a sap tree. You're a you are the honeypot. I mean, you talked to me for an hour and you're sapped of all your energy because you poured your whole soul and you're like, man, <laughs> can I freaking go like have a beer and like watch some football because I'm exhausted. Who's watching football? Not me. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> I've never worn a jersey in my life. Sorry. Oh, no. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, we were in this beautiful field. I'm like, this is camping for me. I know. I love you, Alyssa. Oh, and also today, Alyssa was like, we walked so far. We kind of like trespassed on this beautiful farm, but not really. It's fine. We're fine. We're not lawbreakers. But then Alyssa was like, so I, mind y'all, I have not really done a lot of working out in the past three years, like at all. And I used to consider myself super athletic and I still fancy myself that in my brain, although my body has not been doing the work for the past three years. You did the amazing race. You're athletic. That was eight years ago. <laughs> 
like, you've got to maintain. Like, you've got to maintain, okay? So for the past three years, I have not been maintained. For that, back it up. Back it up. Did you train for that? Yes, I ran a half marathon. I did Barry's boot camp every single day. I was working out like an insane person. Wait, do they yell at you at boot camp? I don't know if I can handle that. You just have to be in a certain mindset to wake up and go to boot camp every day. And I was in that for several years of my life in my early 20s when I wanted to be super hot and it mattered to me a lot. And, you know, that's another thing. As I approach 40, I'm like, my body's not hot like it used to be. It's not like bad, but it's not like I don't want anyone other than Michael seeing me naked. Whereas in the past, I'd be like, oh, if anyone sees me naked, congratulations. Wow. <laughs> but now I'm like, no, 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 no. You have, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I can't speak, but because we don't have children yet, but I feel like you have to embrace the, your new body. Yeah. It's not like super hot and tight like it used to be. And like, I don't want to wear crop tops. I don't want to wear short shorts. My arms are a little bit flabbier. I mean, I'm only like a solid 10 to 15 pounds heavier, but like I, it just like mentally, I just, it's shifted my brain where I'm like, I'm not that hot foxy lady that I used to be. But I also didn't know how hot I was when I was hot, which is the tragic <laughs> part. I was so hard on myself back then. Like, yeah. Now I'm like, what was wrong with you? And everyone says that they're going to be like, you're going to be so mad at yourself that you were hard on yourself in your 20s or whatever. No matter what body type you are, whatever, we're so hard on ourselves. Yeah. Now I'm like, why was it so hard on myself? Yeah. I would die for that body that I had. <laughs> so back to us walking today. I think that you are, you need to, you need to be more graceful with yourself. And be like, I love my curves. I love my boobs. I love my hips. I love. You know, you have to why as women do we feel like we have to be perfect? Like, why do I feel like my body has to be perfect or I'm not a per or I'm not like a valuable human? I don't, I don't know that answer. Do you I think guess, many women feel that way? I do. It's interesting because I had this conversation, I have a, a speaking event coming up in um, New Orleans in the fall, and I was speaking with somebody about this because she's like, you seem to deal with perfection perfectionism pretty well. And I, I've had to do a lot of work around it and a lot of therapy around it. I mean, growing up with a parent who is heavily ingrained in substance abuse, there's a lot of people pleasing inside me because I was always seeking approval because there was never any attention or there was some abandonment stuff going on. And perfectionism for me means it's either driven by fear or I'm seeking the approval of somebody else. And I don't want to do that. And so now I'm like, fuck it. I'm just going to show up as me authentically embrace the process. You know, the, you know, it, it, it's, it's progress. Like I'm just a work in progress. And a lot of the things that I'm doing are not even about me. And so I just want to be the messenger of it. And I'm like, screw it. If you don't like me, great. We can move on in peace. And if you do, we can like connect and have a great conversation or be part of each other's lives. But I would rather show up the most full, authentic, powerful version of myself and then let the world do its work instead of me trying to manipulate it to appease some stranger that I don't really know or doesn't know me. And also you're guessing when we are people pleasing, we're guessing like I'm such a pe people pleaser too. And it's like, you're actually just taking a wild guess at what you think that person wants you to be. But really you don't know the inner workings of their mind and what's going on and what they think is great. 
how do you move beyond people pleasing? I think a lot of women struggle with this. I don't think a lot of people talk about it. People pleasing has been really hard for me um, my whole life because I don't want to rock the boat, but I want to seem confident and like sassy, but also really sweet and kind because like that's my heart. But then I just like, I feel like for a long time, I felt like people didn't like me. That like everyone was like talking about me behind my back, like, like oh, like, you know, be nice to my face, but they didn't like me. So I wanted to be, like, I just wanted to be liked by people. Yeah. I mean, we, we all have that need to be seen and feel loved, feel seen, belong, that sense of belonging. Um, but I just think you also get to the point, like I get to the point and we, this goes back to bandwidth. Like I don't have the bandwidth to guess what you're feeling. Yeah. An adult, like you can either be an adult and tell me what you need or we're not, or I'm going to keep it fucking moving. Like I already am managing so much and I just, don't have the time to deal with it. And, you know, if I show up wrinkled, if I show up a certain way, like that's, I'm showing up and I, at least I'm showing up, but I'm going to be doing it in, a, in, in a way that is authentic and in alignment with, with my heart. That's it. And if you don't like it, we have nothing else to talk about. And I wish you well. The thing about this is you've done all this work on yourself to know what showing up as yourself really means. And, and you love yourself. You love yourself. Like you can probably really say that you can probably look at yourself in the mirror and say, I love myself. I bet. I, I can say I'm a, I'm a good human being and yeah. my intentions are really pure. And I do, I, I love the life we've created. Mm hmm. And I am proud really, of it. Huh? You're proud of it. Yeah. I am. I'm proud of our life. And, you know, but you all, we all have to like bring it back. You know, we have to dial it in. Like, I, I think the key thing is the fact that you've done the work to get to the point where you can say, I'm a good human. And I know that. And I want good intentions. Yeah. And you've attracted people around you who are also that way. It gives you the freedom to be like, listen, I know who I am. And I have great people in my life who support me and I support them. Like you can smell it now. Like I, and I'm, I'm that way too. It's like, I'm, we're both almost 40 years old. It's like, I don't need any more friends. Like I'm happy to gain some new friends if they are awesome. You know, Wait, like, we were talking about this because I was like, I think I got myself into a pickle. <laughs> I was like, I think I'm planning my 20 year reunion and I haven't talked to these people in 20 years and I don't know why I'm doing this. And I'm like, stop it. <laughs> Stop. I'm, and I'm like, and I'm going to retract the planning. You don't like, have to take that on. Yeah, because it's like the people who are in your life, the door is always open, number one. But I like to keep my, my circle close and tight. And like, you well, know. I would like to share. Like, I really want to share my heart. And like, I have to trust you. Like, I have to trust you that like, it's like a really safe place where I can share myself because if you're going to be my close friend, like I'm happy to have acquaintances and friends and get along with people and all of that. Like I love this social world out there, but if I'm really going to trust you. Like I, and tell you like really personal things. Like I need to know that it's safe because like I don't share that all the way with many people. No, you do a good job though, bringing people in and loving on them. Well, I will say, but I do think that this year, if anything, um, you know, because we were restricted, we couldn't, be in person. We couldn't go on walks, you know, the way we did today. And, um, I think it really helped clear out the like inventory. We, it really like honed in on the people that we want in our life. And 
I think it's, it's nice to kind of reevaluate every month, you know, who's showing up and who you want to show up for and who's pushing you to be better or who's draining you and using you or like it's to evaluate the people who, who's your person to call when something goes wrong? Like, you know, figure that out. And who do you want to, who do you want to be there for when that happens as well? I think always having that conversation with yourself and then having that be in alignment with, you know, the vision you want to create for yourself. Like I want a centered, healthy world, you know, around me. And I want, you know, the people in my life to reflect that. Well, and you're crushing it. What is your ultimate goal? When you get back to the end of your life and you look back, what do you hope you can say? Oh, that I was kind and hopefully loved on the people around me well. What do you hope you felt during your life? Oh, I feel it. Like, I already feel it. Like, I, I don't need it. I know what it's like. I know what it's like. It, you know what? You got the feeling you're going for? Yeah. Well, I didn't know. Like, I know, I know enough now to know that the end goal, the end goals normally don't bring me happiness. It's the process that brings me happiness. And it's the getting my hands dirty and, you know, working and creating, creating the dreams out of like nothing and investing in it and taking those risks and following it's, it's like choose your own adventure. When you're a creative entrepreneur, you get to like flip to page, you know, 10 or flip to page 38 and it's a totally different navigation. And it's, it's literally honing in on that skill in terms of listening to your inner compass, listening to your intuition. And that lights me up and being able to do that and hopefully inspire others in the process and share that process. And also, you know, hopefully support and champion like that's, that's it for me. It's pretty simple. And you're, you're amazing. So I'm going to wrap it up, but I want to say something to you that I hope you know, but I feel like something I really value about you is you are so you are such the friend that will shoot it to you straight in the most loving way. And that is so important to have those kind of people in your life because you have like such a great compass for right and wrong and you just have like a good pulse of what's what it should be without being judgmental if that makes sense. Like you sort of just know what is going on that needs to happen without judgment? But like when I ask you questions, you're like, no, this is how it needs to be. This is what it is. Like, you just like, you just are able to say, do this, don't do this. This is where you shine. This is where you don't, this is how you should do it. And, but it's all with love. And I'm like, I appreciate that about you, that you can see me, see the world, see what I'm trying to do and give me like honesty that I value that is based. It's rooted in something. And that is like a superpower that you have. Well, you're a light and it makes it easy, but I do, I think that we do that for one another. I mean, you're really good at it though. And that's like a blessing that you will do that for your friends and people show up for them in that honest way that gives them honesty because we need that, you know? Well, thank you. I love you. I love you too. And I always wrap with, this is such a fun podcast. I'm so glad <laughs> we did it. We were like, let's do a podcast tonight. <laughs> um, I always wrap with leave your light, which is, it's very open-ended, whatever comes to mind. What do you want people to know? Mm. That they're a gift to this world, and I hope that they 
create the stillness around themselves to find those gifts and the vision and the courage to walk through what it takes to bring it out of themselves and share it with the world. I believe when they do that, it's going to create kinder, more empathetic communities around them. And we need that. Dang it. Simple things that can ripple effect on a huge level. I love that. Alyssa Rosenheck, everyone go get her book, The New Southern. It is a masterpiece. It is beautiful and a masterpiece. Stop. What are you going to do to leave your light? Oh, man. Why are you flipping the script? <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> oh. I think for me, what creates calmness and contentment in my life is when I really do focus on what I love the most in my life. Because, and like really believe that I will be guided and that God will show me the way and I have to trust that and he will do that for everyone. And just when I can get out of my own way and the way to get out of my own way and to trust the bigger picture is for me to be what you said in stillness and calmness and give myself wide open spaces as the, as the chicks said, <clears throat> you know, they, yeah. are, the chicks now, um, which I, they're like one of my favorite bands of all time. But yeah. I just uh, think that like you have to give yourself breathing room and then allow yourself to know that you're still a valuable person, even if you're not doing a whole lot per se, but if you're working on yourself and giving yourself space, then I don't know, focus on what you love. And instead of getting frustrated, try to view things as a gift and a blessing because like, you know, from can your cancer, we're not promised anything and people can go in a flash and that could, those people can be us, you know? And so it's like, if you have people that you love, and you have things in your life that bring you joy, like instead of focusing on everything that you hate, really spend some time focusing on things you love. And I know we have to keep our lives going and there's things you can't avoid and problems we have to deal with, but like make sure you carve out time to think about things you love as well, you know, because that's really going to be the shift in your life. Yes. If this podcast had a theme song, I think we should do wide open spaces. Yes. <laughs> yes. I love you. I love you. What a great day that I've got to spend so much soul time with you today. Well, it's been a gift. I'm so grateful and I appreciate you so much. I appreciate you. And I just like have loved looking at your living room and this whole Zoom. It is so calming. <laughs> like speaking of Zen, like everything about your house is calm and beautiful. I just went through like such a, I'm a psychopath. I am super, you know, sensitive with my environment and not having any, any of our stuff and not having, we're literally living out of a TV room, no kitchen sink. So it's like, I need to create the peace to find the peace. <laughs> so good at doing that as well. I love you. I love you too.
Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable.